You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. More Than Conquerors is the title of this devotion, More Than Conquerors. That's a title that comes from Romans chapter 8. I know you've heard me say this before, but Romans 8 is kind of like Isaiah 53. It is one of those chapters in the 16 chapters of Romans that just stands out, even though every chapter in Romans is an absolute classic. And I'm so grateful for the book of Romans and how helpful it is for us to learn God's ways and and the life of the flesh versus, or the life of the spirit versus the life of the flesh that we receive through Jesus and how all of it fits so perfectly in the order of God's working throughout Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. But here in Romans chapter 8, where Paul in chapter 7 is talking about how in our flesh nature, we are incapable of doing the will of our Father. Because while we may know His laws, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, and so forth, thou shalt honor your father and mother, and so While we know these, these laws of God, and we agree that they are right and good, yet for some reason or another we fail to keep them. And we know what that reason is, chapter 7 says, is because there's another law within our members, within our flesh, and it's called the law of sin and death. And while with my mind I agree what the law of God says, with my nature, my carnal flesh nature that I received from Adam, I do the opposite. And the very thing that I don't want to do, I do. And what I do want to do, the law of God, I fail. I fail at doing it. And that failure brings me to Jesus. You see, the law is given to help us realize the sinfulness of sin so that it leads us to him who died for our sins and bore the punishment of God's wrath against that sin so that through him we might receive forgiveness of sins and by his nature that conquered, overcame and deprived sin of its power within the flesh, that we through him living with us and in us receive that all conquering power over sin to live to please our Father. And then he enters into Romans chapter 8, how now through his life in us, through his life-giving spirit in us, we live to please our Father and become more and more like Jesus. And so then he says in verse 31, okay, more than conquerors is the title of this devotion. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and for them. furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. 
who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sakes we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You see it? And I am persuaded, for I am persuaded, we're more than conquerors, for I am persuaded, we're more than conquerors, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, <coughs> nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus is the embodiment of the love of the Father, and He gives it by His indwelling Spirit into us. He is the one that mediates. He is the one that brings it into us. What He has in heaven with the Father, He now gives into us by the Spirit. Jesus said in John 16, I have in verse 14, 15, I have much more to share with you, but you cannot bear it yet. But when the Holy Spirit comes, then He will take of what is mine and unveil it, reveal it, impart it into you. And when I say He takes of what is mine, all that is the Father's is mine. Therefore, I said He will take of what is mine and unveil, reveal it in you. Oh, my dear friends, the love in which Jesus dwells in the presence of the Father is that all-conquering grace, is that all-conquering attitude, is that all-conquering heart and mindset that made the martyrs of old sing as they walked into the arena where lions were there to devour them. And they would sing and worship because they knew their bodies were temporal, but their souls were safe to have eternal life with Jesus Christ in heaven. And their hearts were lifted up by that love comforted by the Holy Spirit revealing that love in them that they knew that death could not separate them. Friends, when the enemy comes to lie to you and say God's left you, he's not there for you, don't believe it for a split second when the Lord says to you, I will never leave you. I will be with you to the end of the age. Matthew chapter 28. Don't ever listen to those thoughts and feelings that come from the depressive dark realm of Satan. Don't listen to them. How can I not listen to them, Pastor, when they shout at me and scream at me and give me such dark feelings of despair? Believe the word of the Lord. Begin, begin to read this right here. Who will lay a charge against God's elect? Who will charge me with condemnation when God is the one who justified me? Who will condemn me when Jesus died for me and yet is risen and is interceding for me at the Father's right hand. Nobody can separate me from His love. He loved me while I was a sinner. And now that I'm His child, I get to share everything He has with the Father. And He makes me enjoy that love of the Father, by which I know I'm more than a conqueror, no matter what the circumstances are. I believe in this with all my heart. And I want you to see, because I understand you may think sometimes, well, Pastor Robert, that's easy to say, but, but, okay. So here, um, hmm, I'm looking. 
You know, the next scripture I was going to read, but I see, okay, I wrote down the wrong scripture and I just, by the help of the Lord Jesus, remember the right scripture. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 11, okay, starting at verse 22. So the Apostle Paul here, yeah, he's having to contend with these people that do not know this more than conquer. They don't know it. And how do you know they don't know it? Because they're constantly trying to promote their themselves in how they have instead of how he is. Uh, I'm trying to keep it short without trying to lay that all out, but Paul was having to contend with those who promoted themselves and instead of promoted Christ. So, and, and, and he was trying to hold the people from not following them, but keeping their eyes on Jesus. And so then he says to them, are these people that come and promote themselves, are they Hebrew? Well, so am I. Verse 22 of 2 Corinthians 11. Are they Israelites? Well, so am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? Well, so am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I know I'm speaking like a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often, in deaths often from the Jews. Five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, you know, beside other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for the churches, who is weak, and I am not weak. In other words, when I see these people suffering and not able to stand up against the wiles of the enemy, oh, I, I feel it. Who's made to stumble by some wrong influence? And I do not bear the indignation. Why did they lead them astray? If I must boast, okay, like them, I will boast in things which concern my infirmities, my weaknesses. You see, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I'm not lying when I tell you that in Damascus, the governor under arrest as the king was guarding the city of Damascus with a garrison de desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through the window in the wall and escape from his hand. So in other words, he said, I'm not here talking how phenomenal I was. No, I mean, never trying to arrest me. And it, I was let down in a basket through the window on the wall and escaped them. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. And I will come to visions, revelations of the Lord Jesus Christ and so forth and so forth. And then he says, listen, 
lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. To buffet me means to, to uh, uh, bruise me, to beat me, to bruise me, lest I be exalted above measure. And you know, concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, Paul says, I rather boast in my infirmities, my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I take pleasure in my infirmities, in my reproaches, in my needs, in my persecutions, in my distresses. You know why? Because for Christ's sake, because when I am weak, when I just can't bear it, there is this, there's this life, this power. So what Paul is trying to help you and I see, that all conquering spirit is Christ himself. Christ himself is the conqueror living in us and with us. And people may look at you and say, how, how? How can you put up with this? <laughs> I've never seen anybody being able to put up with this. Why, why don't you just run off? Why don't you just say done? Why don't you just... It's because of this old conquering grace. You see, don't despise, reject or ignore this grace by which you are conquering in the midst of trials, by which you're conquering in the midst of hardship, by which you're conquering in the midst of maybe unkindness, unfriendliness, even cruelness. And people say, I wouldn't put up with that. And you could say, you know, the Lord's given me grace. It, yes, I know it needs to change. And I believe he's working. But in the meantime, he's keeping me, upholding me, you know, it's not that I don't, I, I'm not a victim mentality. It's not that I don't care, but I care more about the grace that's upholding me, that's causing me to triumph, that's causing me to keep loving and keep forgiving and keep blessing in the face of all of this. And I tell you the truth, that grace is worth it all. For me to experience this all conquering power by which Christ bore the cross and despised the shame and is now seated at the Father's right hand, I keep my eyes on the author and finish up my faith that for the joy that was set before him, I may rise and see that joy also be mine. Oh, dear friends, I want you to know this conquering and that the Lord Jesus says, don't just keep looking for it to change. Don't just keep asking for it to change. Then you're missing what I would like to give you in the midst of this trial. Then you will miss it. The change will cause you to not see it. So leave the change up to me. Look to me and begin to experience my grace that's causing you to know my conquering grace, my conquering power in the midst of it, to the point that you can say, Father, if it never changes, you're more than enough for me. Father, your love is so wonderful to me. It is better than life itself. And folks, when you live in that fullness of that conquering anointing of Jesus, things change. Now, come on, let's embrace his grace. Amen. Have a good day.